Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com. Welcome back to Measure Twice, Cut Once. I'm Jennifer Lee Gunson, your host for season four. This season, we're going to follow a Vancouver family in real time through their home renovation. This is not just a weekend makeover like you might see on reality TV. We're talking real life, a real renovation. The entire main and upper floors of their heritage home in East Vancouver will be gutted. And the family will be living in the basement with two small kids for the duration of the project, estimated to take five to six months. For each episode this season, we will bring in the family, builder, and designer at key points in the project to share their experiences and lessons learned to help shed light on the real renovation process. And as always, all episodes, transcripts, and resources are available at haven.ca forward slash measure twice cut once, including photos of the project. Welcome. We're so glad to have you guys here. This is the first time we're doing this. We're going to be following you. It's kind of like a reality TV show. Let's get to know our homeowners. Justin, let's start with you. What is your background and how did you guys meet and start your family? Hi, Jen. Um, Yeah, my name is Justin. I'm really excited to be here and part of this project. Work as an engineer, a geological engineer in the mining sector. I've been in my full-time position there for about 15 years. Um, I am married to Skyla. We met in 2007 in Vancouver, shortly after I I finished my undergraduate degree at UBC. And we have two small children together. We have Riley, who's six years old, and and Vivian, who's three. I'm Skyla, and I'm a nurse in Vancouver. I work part-time. And we have two small girls, so we're super busy. We are fortunate enough to be able to to go through a renovation experience in Vancouver. We've been here for a while and we've been in and out of the market for about 15 years. So we've we've renovated before. Uh, and this is such a great opportunity to, to share our lessons learned uh, over the years and our experience going forward with uh, Karen Alex. We were living in a duplex in, uh, in another part of the city. We had purchased that in about 2014 before we had our first daughter, Riley. And when we moved in there, it was, it was a fairly rundown in terms of just the, the finishing aspects of the house. So we did a bunch of aesthetic upgrades there in terms of kind of remodeling the kitchen, updating the flooring, redid some bathrooms. We really acted as project managers on those. We did some of the demo ourselves, but we we didn't do any of the the fine finishing work. So we had we had sourced out some professionals that we knew to do that. But me and Skylar really worked as in a project management role there, having to to line up the line up the trades that were working, source and all the materials, things. schedule. We learned very quickly how time consuming it was, especially when you're trying to you know have a career. We were not fully up for the task. So there was a lot of long weekends spent, you know, researching online, trying to source materials, visiting showrooms, visiting Home Depot. Lots of Home Depot, lots of Ikea. That was different for us because at that time we knew that that was 
going to be a temporary home for us. We had, you know, a vision for about five years, and then we knew that we'd be looking to to move on from there. So that, at that time, that was, there's no regrets. I think that was the right approach. But definitely now that we're in a house where we, we see ourselves for the long term, definitely, you know, to be in while we raise our daughters, we decided that it was important to source out people that are professional and really know what they're doing. That's how we we eventually got in touch with Alex and, and Kara. And I think you guys brought up a great point in the fact that it's like you've been there, you've done it, you immersed yourselves in it, and now you've learned from it. So I think it's great because you can appreciate going to professionals like Kara and Alex. So that segues in perfectly. Let's get to know the interior designer and the builder that is going to be coming on. I love these two people. We've interviewed them before on Haven's Measure Twice Cut Once. So I'm really excited that they're back with us and they're here for the full journey this time from start to finish. So we have Kara, a wonderful interior designer. She's award-winning designer and NKBA's top 30 under 30. She's also been on this podcast before and I've had coffees with her. I really love her. So Kara, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started Triple Dot Design and why you got into interior design. Thanks, Jen. I'm one of those people I always knew what I wanted to do, like right when I went into high school. So I don't remember any defining point of what made me want to do interior design, but my dad's contractor. So I grew up in construction sites. So I was just immersed in this industry my whole life, which I think probably is the big factor that drove me to interior design. I worked in the industry for several years and then I decided it was time to go out on my own and one of the best decisions I ever made. It's amazing to get to meet all these clients and have such an impact on their homes and lives. As a designer, I really love being able to play with color, which is exciting because we have some little pops of color in Skyland Justin's project that you guys will see as you follow along. And so it's really rewarding when clients kind of trust you with that. Now we're going to move on to Alex and talk to him about the company that he works with, Level One Construction. Hey, Alex, how are you? And how did you get involved with Level One and what is your position? I started off with Level One in 2014 and been with them ever since. And now currently I manage the entire company. So I'm responsible for, you know, the day-to-day operations of the business and occasionally getting involved in some of the projects, one being Skyland Justin's home on Glen Drive. Yeah, it's been uh, an interesting evolution of our company since 2014. We were very small, doing very different type of projects uh, to now to the point where, you know, we get to work with awesome designers like Kara and really do some interesting projects you know, like the one that we're talking about today. Okay, let's get started and talk about what everybody's here for, of course, is your house. So Skyla and Justin, let's start at the beginning. Why this particular house you're going to renovate? Why now? How did you get started? Yeah, so this all came about when we um, sold our duplex during the beginning of the pandemic, when we were panicking with many other homeowners in Vancouver, wondering if the market was going to crash or not. <laughs> so we. Uh, we decided to put our, our home on the market. We sold and then we had to find somewhere to live. It happened all very quickly. So we moved into my parents' house in the basement. And while we were sorting out what we were going to do with our lives and where we wanted our kids to go to school and the opportunity came up to purchase my parents' home because they were starting on their retirement journey. So we went ahead and, and did that last year in May of 2021. And then we 
decided we should probably update the 1987 Renault that that they did. I'm really excited that we get to uh, continue this legacy, you know, with our family staying in my family home. There are a few drawbacks. And I think living in Vancouver, you, you have to be flexible often in terms of what you're going to get for your dollar. So there's only two bedrooms upstairs and one bathroom and the main living living part of the house. We knew we loved the house, but there were some things that we wanted to alter and, and update and, and make more functional for our for our family. I know you guys are going to fully gut this place, but Skyla, do you have like a favorite memory of a certain area of the home that you wish you kind of would have kept, but now it's going to be gone? Nothing that that's going to be gone because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of 80s in there. So I'm excited that we can actually bring back some heritage elements. The most nostalgic part for me is my childhood bedroom upstairs where our girls are going to be because of where the windows are and the trees outside. It always felt like a treehouse to me when I was little. So, you know, I, I think that's super exciting. And I'm curious to know what our what our kids think about it too, when they move in when we have walls and a floor up there. <laughs> How do the kids feel about you renovating this particular home? Do they have any opinion? I know they're quite small, but oh, lots of opinions. <laughs> they're tiny girls. They have tons of opinions. Yeah, so lots of color, uh, color opinions. So just so Kara knows, it'll be a game time decision what we uh, paint their room. We're flip flopping between blue and pink and purple and green and black is the new one. But yeah, they're excited. This wasn't our original plan to end up at this house. So like Skyla said, we we had made a decision in 2020, soon after the pandemic started, that we knew we didn't want to stay in our current house. We wanted to to move into uh, more of a neighborhood, somewhere close to the school where we wanted Riley to attend. We kind of winged it and put our house up and, and sold it in the summer of, of 2020 and moved into Skyla's parents' basement on a temporary basis while we pursued this house hunt and we really cast the net wide we looked in Vancouver we were considering Burnaby we thought you know maybe we should look in Langley where I grew up where I had enjoyed my childhood and we did that and we when we started to look we we started to look in January of 2021 and kind of our thesis that maybe the market would um, would struggle during the pandemic well that didn't turn out to be true at all you know, supply was very limited and, and all the buyers that were looking to buy during the pandemic were still out there looking for homes. So we were out and looking in Langley and, and house prices were soaring out there. Prices were, you know, climbing in Vancouver. Uh, Riley was attending school at that point. And, and then we really had to make a decision, you know, do we, do we want to restructure our lives and move, move out of Vancouver? Or we started to really fall in love with the neighborhood and our kids have a or Riley in particular has a long connection to that house her grandmother has helped us out a lot with childcare so she's been in that house for for many years and and we started to to really you know come to appreciate the neighborhood and and the proximity to schools and and the, and the fact that you know Skyla was working in Vancouver I'm still working in North Van you know when the opportunity came came up for us to kind of negotiate a deal with Skyla's parents it really seemed like a win-win. And, you know, we were really fortunate in that respect that we didn't have to be out there competing with buyers for that house and we were able to negotiate a deal. So, you know, we're extremely thankful and privileged for that. And that's where we are. And, you know, it's a historic house, not in terms of just, you know, our family, there's a legacy there. This will be three generations of people now uh, within our immediate family that are, are living under that roof. But 
you know, there's also some historic significance in terms of it being a, a heritage house in Vancouver. So yeah, let's touch a little bit about that. So in Vancouver, some people might not know, but there are different degrees of heritage for your home. And so this one is particular called Heritage B. So Heritage B, you have a little bit more flexibility than like a stricter classification. You're very limited to your streetscape, um, like the colors you're allowed to do. You have to use like heritage approved colors. Your windows should be retained or if you replace them, they should look the same. So it's mostly with kind of the exterior facade that they're trying to maintain versus the inside. It's pretty flexible. We are adding back the character elements of this home that were stripped away in the 80s. So kind of good there anyways. And touching on that, because we're going to gut the entire main floor and upstairs, when you guys were thinking about renovating this particular home, Skyla and Justin, were there any things that you really wanted to see in the home? Like, did you guys have a clear idea of how you wanted it to look and feel? Justin and I are, are on the same page design-wise. Like, we both really like classic homes. You know, we're not terribly modern. We were super excited to put some you know, older features back like a transom window, maybe bring back some more paneling and wall details that maybe Kara could speak to a little bit more. But yeah, restore the character to the home and make the inside match the outside of the home. And how did you get in touch with Kara? How did you find her? And did you feel that your style like gelled right away and she saw your vision? It was Alex who got us in touch with Kara. That process kind of started with a phone call. And, you know, we, we had had our eyes kind of open and, and looking at some of the projects that were going on in the neighborhood. And we'd seen level ones, level one was involved in some of those. So, you know, we made some calls and I, I reached out to Alex and kind of asked, could you give me a sense of maybe what a budget would look like to renovate a house like this? And, you know, that was a extremely broad question. And I, I came to learn as I was making phone calls that people are pretty hesitant to give you any sort of direct answer. And I mean, it's difficult. Uh, there's there's no defined scope at that time. But, you know, Alex took the time to have a discussion. And then we set up a, a follow up meeting where he came to the house and he brought Kara with him and we did a walkthrough. And that was really the the first time we got to meet face to face. And, you know, at that time, me and me and Skyla were were thinking, you know, we're going to take this wall down, you know, move this bathroom. We want to expand this uh, two bedrooms up, which was kind of one of the major restrictions for us with having two children, you know, the idea was, yeah, let's just add a third bedroom somewhere. And, you know, all these grand ideas about a renovation without, you know, considering the true implications in terms of the engineering, especially and, and what those things are going to cost. So that was how it all started. And I think it was important for us too to find we really wanted to find a designer and a builder who had worked together previously, because we wanted this project to go as seamlessly as possible and the thought of bringing two people together and creating a working relationship on our project seemed like a lot of variables that we weren't interested in experiencing so we were we were super happy when Alex you know suggested Kara we looked at her website she had a number of other heritage looking projects on there and just loved her her design yeah we went from there you know we allowed things to kind of move organically and there's so much option and opportunity to choose a designer and a builder in the city. And you could just be forever on the internet, you know, researching and, and trying to pick a, a team. And, and so we just kind of went with our gut. We really liked Karen Alex. 
when we met well, them. So that was easy. <laughs> I think that's the main thing is once we met them, so much of this is about relationships and communication. You're going to be dealing with people for five, six months, well, during the during the construction phase and many months leading up to that. So a lot of conversations, you have to have trust in people, a good rapport. You know, we felt that right away with, with Kara and Alex. We could tell that they had worked together. They had experience with each other in, you know, how they were speaking to each other. And that really put us at ease. It was mainly, you know, the individuals that that was the deciding factor. And we talked about this on this podcast before, and my family has owned a construction company. And we always say it's like a marriage. So you want to make sure that you feel comfortable with the people that are going to be building and designing your home. So I love the fact that you guys described it that way, that you you felt like an instant connection with them, you felt comfortable with them, and they were people that you wanted to go with. Because it, it's a long process. And not even that, they're going to get personal with you. They're designing your bedroom, they're designing your bathroom, they're designing spaces that are going to work for you and your family. So you got to divulge those details to them. So you got to feel comfortable being like, this is the way I want my bedroom set up, or this is the way I like my bathroom. We wanted people that wanted to work with us, right? I think it's a two-way street there. We want people that were excited about our project. And, you know, it was a, a mutual, mutually beneficial experience. It's funny that I would say for, for us, I don't think that's kind of normal protocol to bring a designer on a first visit. I remember, Justin, you had called me and we kind of had a pretty lengthy phone call about your project. And yeah, for whatever reason, it's like, okay, yeah, these guys seem like good people. Why don't we just bring Kara along for the first visit? And that's normally something that doesn't happen, you know, usually happens after we first meet on site. Like I would meet with, with you guys, walk through the scope of work. And then at that point, like if you wanted to work with us, you know, we would refer the designers to you. So anyways, I probably have only done that. How many times have we done that, Kara? Maybe like a couple times? Yeah, only a handful of times. Yeah. Glad it worked out. But I felt an instant connection with um, you guys, Skyla and Justin, and I saw the potential in that home right away. And so I was super excited when you guys wanted to work with me. As you were saying that you went with your gut feeling and you wanted to be comfortable with the people you're working with, which is really important because as I've probably told you guys, like you need to be comfortable talking to your designer and like you need to be okay saying like, hey, Kara, can we see more options or this is not like quite right for our lifestyle because you as the end users know how you're using that space, how you work as a family in your space and you know your own personal aesthetic the best. So there has to be this like beautiful open communication between clients and designers because it makes a more successful project in the end. If you were hesitant to tell me that you didn't like something, then I'm just going to go off the assumption that, hey, it's all good. Like you like it. And then in the end, you install it and you have this huge regret. I'd never want that in a space. Like I want you guys to be falling in love with it each time you walk in the front door. So that relationship is so, so important. Yeah. And I mean, you know, budget's all, always a major consideration, but it's not the only consideration. And especially during these like preliminary stages of a project, you really you really can't dial that in, right? So it's it's the other factors that made the decision for us, right? Budget, that's the topic that I know that a lot of people don't like talking about. Like you said, at the beginning stages, uh, when you're calling up the contractor, you're like, what is the budget? But obviously, because we know in the last few months, building supplies have gone up, we, we don't know exactly right at that moment until we know the scope of work. So let's talk about that. Justin, did you have an idea? Did you and Skyla have an idea of how much you kind of wanted to roughly spend before you approached Alex? 
we had a pocket to find kind of where we'd like to be. Maybe an upper end limit more so would be appropriate to say. In my initial discussions with Alex, I really had no idea, you know, what that would look like in terms of cost. So I think we were talking like, is it going to be 100,000, 200, three? We were talking in big, big, big numbers, big ranges, right? So when Alex was able to put together a very preliminary scope that, that covered off most of the basis that we were considering, and it fell within that kind of that window that we were comfortable with, that kind of gave us the green light to say, hey, this this is not just a dream. This this is a possibility. And let's let's really get serious about looking at doing this. It sounds like you guys were really realistic about it. And it's nice to know that when you got the budget, you weren't falling over, <laughs> that it fit in what you expected. And, and that's the thing I think a lot of people get nervous about too, when talking to the builder, they're scared that all of a sudden they're going to be like, this is my budget. And then the builder is going to be like, no, you can't build a home for that. But but that's not the case either. We want to work with you as builders. Obviously, it needs to be realistic. But we also have to, you know, make sure that we're not squashing everybody's dreams every two seconds. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's an, uh, there's an emotional response when you see those numbers. It's, um, you know, we're, we're not talking about small sums of money. That's it's big money. And, you know, it has implications on a lot of aspects of our life. We have other dreams, other projects that we'd like to undertake in the future. And we're just trying to make all that work. But, you know, we decided that this house and having a, a place to raise our family and a place where people can gather and the ability to carry on this legacy from Skyla's parents to us and who knows, maybe maybe again to our, our children was important and something that we were willing to spend money on. And I think the big, you know, it, it, it is shocking. Like anytime you're, you're about to uh, <laughs> spend a lot of money, it's shocking. And, you know, we did talk like right up until Christmas almost before we fully committed, like we could do other things. Like we could buy a vacation home. We could be doing this. We could be doing that. Like, is this something that's going to improve our, our quality of life? And for Justin and I, hundred percent, we are, we're homebodies. We like to have people over. We like to feel comfortable in our home. Um, and, and even in our previous places where they weren't our forever places, we always needed a sense of comfort and, and pleasing aesthetic because we, our environment majorly impacts our our mental health so like for us it's it's money well spent like we are so pumped and and excited to to do this and grateful really the decisions that you made though throughout the design and the project were you had that in the back of your head that you were going to be living here for a very long time like if this was like you said before right if this was a reno you're maybe living five to ten years your decisions would have been 100% different. At one point during the design, we were talking about plumbing fixtures and we went back and forth a lot on that because I was like, oh, Skyla, like these are way out of our budget. Like, are you sure you want that? But then you guys, knowing that like those are important things that you use every day, you decided that you wanted to spend a little bit more. You're going to be living in there for a long time. Like it's your forever home, like you said. Well, we want to invest in quality, quality stuff, because we've, you know, we've done different quality in the past and like doesn't last that long. <laughs> we've done a few Ikea projects and it's like, oh, we, we need to redo them in a few years. <laughs> so it, yeah, it, it just for us. And at this point, it made sense 
Yeah, when you hire a great interior designer and builder, they'll be able to lead you to those decisions as well of like, maybe if you spend a bit more money on this, it seems to maybe give you a little bit of a heart palpitation. But if you are using the thing a lot, like maybe a doorknob or the tap or something, you might want to put more money into it because it's going to last you longer in the long run. And then also save you a bit more money at the end of the day. Instead of having to replace that tap every two years. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even to have Kara and Alex's insider, you know, expertise, you know, just because something is is a little pricier doesn't mean it's necessarily the qualities there. So, you know, they know the products. We don't know. We just do our internet research and go down the rabbit hole and then call Kara <laughs> to get her opinion <laughs> or Alex. So it's it's totally invaluable having professionals guide the project. On that note, we always like to remind our listeners the value of working with the professionals. Head to www.haven.ca slash find a professional to source trusted local home builders, designers, and trades as well as suppliers for your next project. To access the podcast, just click on the podcast button at the top of the page. Thank you so much, Skyla and Justin. It's been great getting to know you and hear your backstory. Selling, buying, and planning a full home renovation is no small feat, especially during a pandemic. Justin and Kara, next episode, we'll be focusing on the project planning pre-construction stage. I love this stage as things start to get real. We all have large Pinterest dreams, myself included, so I'm looking forward to hearing how the Burden's dreams meet reality when the designer, the builder, and the required engineers all come together. I'm guessing there's going to be a little bit of a reality check, but we'll have to wait and see until next episode and get the details. Measure Twice Cut Once is grateful to our podcast partners, Fortis BC and Ethical Flooring. Their support helps us share expert knowledge and resources with families looking to build, design, and renovate the home right for you. Ethical Flooring is located in North Vancouver and specializes in the supply and installation of brand name flooring for residential renovations and custom built homes. And the BC Energy Step Code Program is a provincial standard moving the entire home building industry forward to build homes to better energy efficiency standards, which means better health, comfort and safety. Be sure to check out betterhomesbc.ca or talk to your renovator or builder for the latest energy rebates and resources. If you've enjoyed this episode or have a friend or family member looking to renovate, be sure to share this podcast. Simply by following and sharing the podcast, you will be entered in to win a Napoleon Prestige P500 Stainless Steel Natural Gas Barbecue valued at $1,549. Compliments of Fortis BC. Season 4's real-time reno has real resources we can all learn from. See you next time. From hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels, westcoasttraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com.